So we're making you dependent on Crystal. <laughs> and people have been calling me the Walter White of technology. I'm ready to end email miscommunication. Are you? Let's go! Hey everybody, Ryan Roten here, and this is the Brand New You Podcast, where we explore how to use personal branding and social media to impact your career. No need to look any further, you found the podcast dedicated to helping you create a brand new you. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Brand New You Show. I'm Ryan, your host, and today we welcome to the show Drew D'Agostino, founder of Crystal the software solution that just might be the biggest improvement to email since Spellcheck. With Crystal, Drew's on a mission to help people understand and communicate with each other better at work and in life. Using a proprietary personality detection technology, Crystal creates unique personality profiles for every person with an online presence. When used with Gmail, Crystal makes suggested corrections to your email based on your recipient's personality profile. By suggesting the words, phrases, style, and even the tone you should use in order to reach your recipient in the way that they like to communicate rather than how you communicate. Could Crystal spell the end of email miscommunication? We'll find out today as we welcome Drew to the show. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. So, Drew, I know from your personality profile that I am supposed to project boldness and confidence when speaking with you, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. So hopefully do a good job of that as we go through this. The intro was pretty bold to me, so you're on the right track. (laughs) I know I'm not supposed to take a lot of time earning your trust before I make my point with you from your personality profile, but I do have a couple of questions that I like to ask every guest as we get started on the Brand New You Show. And the first one is, if you could vacation in only one place for the rest of your vacation days, where would you go? I would have to say somewhere in South America. Okay. Is there any place in particular? (laughs) Well, I am kind of making my way south. So just recently went to Colombia and loved it there and uh, trying to plan a trip to Peru and Chile. And I just love the culture there. So I can imagine if I'm going to be going somewhere for the rest of my life, I'd want to be somewhere where there's a lot of diversity and mountains, beach, lots of different people, all that stuff. Okay, cool. And as you were going there on vacation, what book are you currently reading or what book would you want to take with you? Currently reading through the book of Proverbs in the Bible. So (laughs) that's been serving me pretty well. That's a good book to take with you anywhere you go. That's for sure. All right. A couple more questions. I'm going to do something called pick one and tell me why. Would you rather write and perform music or start a company? That's really interesting because if you asked me five years ago, I would have said write and perform music. But if you ask me now, it's definitely start a company. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So before we dive into Crystal, I got one last question for you. What happened to the Rock the News series on YouTube? Is that still on YouTube? Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is awful. (laughs) That was the culmination of a few really, really bad snow days in college. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I got to say, I mean, your skill as a guitar player and a lyricist, you know, they're on display for everybody to see and they're not bad. They're pretty good. My goodness. (laughs) Thanks for pointing that out. I'll have to take those down off of YouTube. Yeah. If I could publish this today, people might be able to see it. But I got a feeling by the time this goes live, you might have all that stuff taken down, which is a shame. You should leave it up. It's pretty funny. (laughs) There's plenty of other content out there. I don't think I need that one. 
So let's get into the discussion about Crystal. And while I gave it kind of my overview in the introduction, I'd like to hear from you as the founder. What is Crystal? Crystal is at the core of this technology that can detect anybody's personality based on information about them online. And then really the way to most effectively use that that I've found is in one-to-one communication. So at this point, our main, you described it really well, our main product is this email plugin where if you use Gmail, Crystal plugs into your email and can tell you how to communicate effectively with a person as you're writing the email to them. So that is like the first step with Crystal, but at the core, this is, it's a technology that is founded on the philosophy that we should communicate empathetically with each other. Not in a manipulative or influencing way, but in a way that just kind of clears up communication between people that have very different communication styles. Okay, so at some point, you had to have been reading an email or getting ready to send an email, and Crystal came to your mind. Can you recall that moment, and what was it that made you think, you know, we need something to help solve this problem? It actually wasn't really an email. It was at my last company when I um, I had a team of engineers, and I was a CTO. And I'm not a typical engineer. I code and I build the product, but I'm not like the typical personality type of an engineer. I'm much more of a sales or marketing type. So when you're trying to manage a team full of engineers, if you don't recognize the differences in communication styles between people that typically are engineers and people that are typically marketers, that can create really, really big issues in communication. Uh, Just to give you an example, I'm a person that will type in an email that's like one sentence long. And then when I receive an email from somebody that is five paragraphs long, I think, oh my gosh, I don't want to read this. But then when I respond to them in this short sentence, all of a sudden they think I'm just being rude or kind of cold. Right. When, meanwhile, that's just how I communicate. It's not, it's not anything that is intended to be cold. So I see it all the time where it happens where people aren't really aware of this going on. But this dynamic is very, very pervasive, especially in offices. Based on that, I just tried to figure out how I could find out people's communication styles without really knowing them that well. And that's where the algorithms for Crystal came from. After that, that's when the application for email came in because email is the place where miscommunication is kind of most obvious in our world right now. Right. Yeah. I was going to ask you why email, but it really makes sense. And what's funny about that is you and I both appreciate emails that are three sentences or less. So we have that in common. You mentioned the algorithm and I know Crystal goes out and kind of acts like Google, if you will, and it curates information on a person and it brings it back in. And then I guess I assume it plugs into your algorithm at which time it generates this personality profile. So the first question I have is what type of data is Crystal looking for when it does that search for a person as you're typing that email? I mean, you're right. It essentially does the same thing as Googling for somebody. So if we can match somebody with a a social media profile or multiple social media profiles, we have information that we can search for different things they've written. So if they have blogs or if there's bio pages or reviews written about them online, that pretty much just allows us to compile all these pages. And then we have waiting for the quality of each pages. For instance, we know that some websites are more valuable for detecting personality than others. And then once we have enough of that data to analyze, we just kind of do our calculation, figure out their personality styles, match them up with one of 64 personality types. And that creates the all of the insights that you see in Crystal. So, I mean, literally what people post online is really a reflection of them. Yeah. And then the really powerful thing is when it's combined with things that they've posted themselves and also things that people have posted about them because not just dependent on 
somebody's self-reporting. Right. Yeah. I think this might be one of the first applications of what everybody calls big data, where you're curating and collecting all of this different information that's posted online about someone and you're aggregating it into something that is useful and meaningful to other people. And it manifests itself in the personality profile. But one question I have is, how do you handle situations where people have a common name? So, for example, like I'm Ryan Roten, but which is not a, a common name, but there are three other Ryan Rotens that I found in the world. So it might be easier to narrow down me and my personality just simply because there's not many of us. But how would you handle somebody whose name is like John Smith? Yeah, so it's never going to just like find Google John Smith and then give me the first 20 results. When you search somebody on Crystal, you'll notice that you have to, if you just search for John Smith, you'll probably get a list of a bunch of John Smiths with like a picture and stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you click on that, then based on that, sometimes it comes from like LinkedIn, sometimes it comes from Twitter profiles, any social media profile. We have other data points that we can search you on. So if we can find out John Smith from ABC Incorporated, who lives in New York, who went to Boston University, like that gives us a lot more specific data to find information about you. And then the way that we detect if something's written by you is pretty tight. So when we add some data to our algorithm, we would rather miss something than include information that's potentially wrong. So so a lot of times you'll notice when you search somebody, if they don't have a huge online presence, it'll say we don't have enough data yet. That's a conscious decision because we, we would rather have fewer profiles that are more accurate as opposed to lots and lots of profiles and kind of hit or miss mentioned there are 64 personality stereotypes. Is there like one personality test that you kind of plug your information from your algorithm into to ferret out the personality type or do you use multiple ones? It's based in multiple. It's most strongly rooted in the disc types though. To me, it's fascinating how you tie this stuff together because as I looked at my personality profile, I went through it and I said, you know, this is not bad. And so I sent it to my wife And I asked her, what do you think of this? Does this describe me? Fortunately, she knows how to email me. So so I got my email that said, yes. (laughs) But I think it's fascinating that you're able to pull enough information about people online and create a profile that, in my case, has an accuracy confidence of 95%. So I'm curious, when you pull all this information together, how do you uh, aggregate it to come up with this confidence level of accuracy? The accuracy confidence is really based on two things. One is the quantity of data. So just flat out how much data we could find that was matched up with you and your unique identifiers. Okay. And then the quality of the data. And by that, I mean, like I said before, we have like weighting on sources. So mm-hmm. we know which one's more valuable than others. And then also the percentage of the data on the source, which was able to be calculated. Okay. So you'll see sometimes if you look up like journalists or people that write a lot online, they actually have an accuracy confidence lower than you'd think. And it's because they typically have just a ton of noise that can throw off the profile. So that's where it comes from. Okay. And I know you're not going to give me your algorithm, but is there one social media platform or one platform or one type of information that you categorize, say, number one above all others? I'd say in terms of just being more universal and having reliable data, LinkedIn is really good. Okay. We use the LinkedIn API. You know, you can log in with LinkedIn. That helps a lot for getting the personality types of your connections. Right. Besides that, the ones that are not as widely pervasive, but really, really good for calculating People that have things on like Crunchbase or questions they've answered on QA sites like Quora or um, 
reviews on Amazon or Yelp. You know, wherever you have like a, a large block of pros that right. you can analyze. Right. Yeah. And it, I assume somebody's personal website is probably a pretty good source of data for you as well. Yeah, that too. And if they have like a bio page on a company's website or something like that. The whole thing fascinates me. So I want to go through, take a little bit of time, go through the report, and then I want to talk about the actual email process as well. So we'll just go through my report. I want to read the very first section of it because my wife, I think that's all she read. And she said, yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it says that Ryan works like a general. I'm aggressive, pragmatic, skeptical, extremely goal oriented, and most comfortable with control. And that's where my wife said, absolutely. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and you must agree, or at least Crystal must agree because the accuracy confidence is 95%. But what I found interesting, really interesting about the report is all the different sections you have. So you have it broken down by when someone is speaking to me, when someone is emailing me, if you're working with me or you're selling with me, how to talk, what types of things you should say or shouldn't say. And then also the last two I thought were pretty fascinating as well, which is, you know, things that come naturally to me and then things that don't come naturally to me. There's one in the don't come naturally to me that my wife was like, huh, wow, that explains it, <laughs> which is the openly discussed openly discuss emotions. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah, uh, that's you. So like I said, to me, this is very interesting. And for email especially, I found it very fascinating. And I'll be honest with you, I've used it now for, I think my trial expires tomorrow. So almost 14 days. And I installed it on my computer at home. I did not install it for my laptop. And already in 10 to 12 days, I have found that when I am emailing someone on my laptop, I look for the button. <laughs> I'm yep. looking for your button that says, how should I communicate to this person? So you can install an extension into Google Chrome and it installs in your email a button that basically says, you know, who are you talking to and do you want hints about how to communicate with this person? So I assume the report is kind of like just the PDF version of all the data that's back behind there. And then you actually plug that data into the Google Chrome extension for email, correct? Yeah. And then along with that is just a, a lot of insights for specifically when you're typing. Yeah. I notice when I type the button, it'll say things like, oh, two suggested changes, three suggested changes. And then if you click on that, it actually pulls up within the email itself, the different suggestions for what to say, what not to say. You know, So for example, when I was emailing you this last time, it said, make sure you write in three sentences or less. And the one thing that I thought was really funny was it said, don't add non-essential but friendly greetings or lines like, hope you're doing well. So I had to go delete that line from your email. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. I Crystal corrects me all the time, even though I'm the one that <laughs> made all of these things. Right. What are some of the common reactions you get from people when they first see it? There's like three buckets of people. There's a large bucket of people who just... I think this is the biggest group. They think it's this borderline between, like at first they're creeped out and they're like, wow, that's actually really cool. Mm -hmm. And then these are the people that you'll see tweeting about it and they'll start these conversations. And I think that's why it's been getting so much press and stuff is because there's this, it's pretty novel and kind of creeped out. There's a group of people that are in careers where they talk to new people regularly, like every day, and they're emailing new people where Crystal feels like a godsend. Right. Maybe they're in sales or recruiting or management and they're, just constantly sending out emails like this. Mm -hmm. That's those are the people I get that just say thank you. I will pay any amount of money for this. Right, and they make up the majority of my premium paid users. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I, as I was sitting here going over a crystal and what you could use it for, you know, it's not just, I mean, it it is email. I can definitely see it in email, but I think, you know, you already hit the nail on the head for a few of them. Recruiters, I think there's, I mean, you could even tie it into dating services. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then LinkedIn just recently bought Refresh. And refresh was all about you're getting ready to meet these per- this person. Here's information that you know you might want to talk about or, or recent things that this person has done that you might want to discuss. And I could definitely see you know a link between Crystal and Refresh or whatever it is that LinkedIn's going to eventually do with Refresh. But I'm wondering, I mean, do you see at some point down the road connections with Crystal for things like clout? or cred or, you know, other big data aggregations that try to measure your social influence or degree of expertness on things? Well, that's a really good question. So I think yes is the short answer, but it's many steps down the road. Mm -hmm. First, we're very, very focused on this one-to-one communication. Okay. Crystal is only valuable long-term if it's adding value to and recipients. And by that, I don't just mean email, you know, somebody who's using Crystal and then the person that they're using Crystal for. It only works if it's adding value to both of those parties. To do that effectively, we need to have the database that is very accurate and very broad. To achieve that and effectively, you know, have this one-to-one communication network that works for both people, like senders and recipients, we just have a lot more work to do first on um, getting people to actively use Crystal and to build trust in, in the product. I can tell you, again, I look for the button now. It's kind of weird how it happens because I think, you know, that's the good problem that you're solving is how to make sure you communicate to the person you're sending it in a way that they want to be spoken to, not your way, because miscommunication in an email, especially, it's problematic. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> my online personality profile up here, I also noticed that on that profile, there is a button on the right-hand side that says, publish my profile. If I click that button, what happens? That button, then people that are not logged into Crystal can see your profile. Okay. So it would show up in, say, a Google search result if I wanted. Does it go live and get published on the internet? Yep. Okay. I was. I guess overall, you, you've already talked about some of the reactions you're getting. Are there uh, any other things that we haven't covered that we think you think we want to make sure we get into the conversation today about Crystal? I know, like I said, I've I personally have used it for the last ten to twelve days, and I'm finding it very useful. And I feel like I'm becoming dependent upon it <laughs> when sending certain types of emails. So we're making you dependent on Crystal. Right. <laughs> 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 people have been calling me the Walter White of technology lately. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I didn't even put that together till just now. <laughs> that's funny. And it says you're the one that doesn't come naturally to perceive that subtle hint, but you got that one right away. <laughs> you know, it's, so it doesn't come naturally. I've been working on it. That's it. It helps you. It helps point out your natural flaws, right? So. <laughs> that's, I mean, I highly recommend anybody who's uh, even curious about it today to go check it out and at least give it a shot for the 14-day trial period because I do think think that it's a very useful tool and I can see it being used in a lot more applications down the road than just email. But I can, I mean, I definitely understand email is going to be a very much a primary use for it as going forward. Yeah. Thank you. appreciate it. So Drew, let's go ahead. Best way for the listeners today to either get in touch with you personally, to learn more about Crystal, uh, to sign up for a free trial. Well, if you want to Try Crystal out for yourselves. It's invite only right now, but we have, so you can fill out a form just with your name, company, and email. And then we're really sending out invites every half hour. And then if you tweet about it with the little button on the site, it automatically puts you to the front of the line. So you'll get your invite within a half hour. Hmm. 
And then if you want to reach out to me personally about something, my email is just crystalnotes.com and <laughs> I'll try to get back to you. All right, cool. Any final thoughts, words of wisdoms or tips you want to pass on to everybody today about managing their online profile, about Crystal, how to use it? When we're talking about managing an online profile or writing things about yourself on social media and stuff like that, we're coming into a time when through products like Crystal and other things where it really can help you to have just very accurate things about yourself and not necessarily just the facts, but also just writing like yourself. So if you're not trying to be somebody else online and you're just writing in your own style, that actually helps other people communicate with you better. So uh, that's just something that I've seen coming up over and over again is the people that tend to find the most value in a product like Crystal are people that aren't trying to pretend like they're somebody else online. So that's my little tidbit there. Yeah. So be authentic online because if not, people are going to find it out pretty quickly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Hey, cool. Drew, thank you very much for being on today. I appreciate your time and I look forward to watching the growth of Crystal because I really do think it's a valuable tool and kudos to you for coming up with it. Thank you very much, Ryan. It's been great. I don't know about you, but for me, there are two key takeaways from my conversation with Drew. First, pay attention to what you post online. Does that sound familiar? Well, it should because I've been preaching this for a while now on this show. In May of 2015, people searching for you online still have to piece together their own version of what they believe you are like. And what people find when they search for you on Google creates a perception in their mind, a first impression in many cases, that can and does become their reality. Now with Crystal, what they could find is a personality profile accurate to a certain percentage. When this personality profile comes up in a search result, How much longer do you think people will continue digging to find information about you? I'm guessing not very far at all. And this brings me to my second takeaway, which is you have to be authentic online. You have to be you. And as Dr. Seuss says, that is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. Do not try to be someone you are not online. If you're creating a brand new you by moving in a different direction, be authentic with people about it. Talk about it. Write about it. Own it along the way. Bring people along the journey with you. And for those who follow, they will thank you. Hopefully you'll agree that Crystal is the first of what will undoubtedly be many applications in the coming years that will be aggregating data from all around the internet to piece together that first impression of you for someone else. The Internet of Things will eventually become the Internet of People. And I think a personality profile is just the beginning. Because whether you realize it or not, you've left a trail of breadcrumbs all over the internet. Every site you've visited, every comment you've made, or picture slash video you've uploaded to the internet, all say something about you. So be smart about what you post online. More importantly, start managing your online profile. And if you don't, remember, Crystal knows. So if you're struggling to make any sense at all of your online brand, head on over to mypersonalbrand.rocks and take my free online brand assessment. This short quiz will provide you with a score between 0 and 100, which will help you determine where you are now and provide you with a checklist of items that you can use to begin improving your online brand today. You can find all the links to Crystal as well as Drew's email address at ryanroten.com forward slash Drew. Now, go take the time to review your online brand and take purposeful action to begin cleaning it up. It's important, and you need to just start, even if it means taking imperfect action. So until next time, I've been Ryan, and I'm out. 
The Brand New You Show is produced and edited by Ryan Roden. The intro and outro music is Pulse by Soundroad 